Since the Sandbox fans, last week we hopped in with the Eastern Conference standings. The NBA season was to end today and just kind of dove in about how we think that whole bracket would kind of spill out. But Kev, we're here for the Western Conference a week later. Definitely going to disagree with some of your picks, but we're going to do it anyway. What's going on? Hey, listen, they don't call me West Coast Kev for no reason, all right? <laughs> Who calls you that? Everyone. <laughs> at least at least in my dreams. But um, yeah, let's dive into it. I'm going to take the, uh, the number one seed series, the Lakers versus the Grizzlies. Not much to say about this. I mean, obviously the Grizzlies have John Moran, but Lakers in four... I really don't even think it's a close series. I think Memphis had a good run in the regular season. They're a young team. They have a very, very bright future, but I, I don't think this year's the year. And I think, obviously, with, you know, we know what level the Lakers are on this year. So I think it goes four. I think the Lakers win every game by eight to ten points plus. I agree, Kevin. And this definitely seems like it, it was the Lakers year, just as much as it seemed the Bucks year when we were talking last week about the East. But, you know, the whole the whole motivation behind the Kobe thing, you know, LeBron's really – been in his bag this year after he was getting so much doubt being on the downfall last year. Yeah, the Grizzlies are definitely lucky to be in that situation with John Morant. You know, he's definitely a, a great prospect to come, in, and he's going to, to be a, a top-five point guard in this league one day. But, but yeah, the, the Lakers would definitely just steamroll them. But, but why don't you go to the 2-7, and seven, Kev? you got the Clippers and the Mavs. This is going to be a competitive series. What you got? Clippers-Mavs, I mean, I think people think this would be a lot – more easy of a series for the Clippers than it actually would be. But on the flip side, I mean, I love Dallas. They obviously have Luka and Porzingis and Hardaway and Curry and all those other role players. But I don't know if they have the defense to compete with the Clippers' high-powered offense. And I don't know if they have the bench. I mean, as we've seen the last few years, that's been, you know, even before Kawhi and Paul George went there, that was always one of the Clippers, you know, big things was they always had a very good bench and they always had depth and and that was why they made it so far last year with pretty much no all-stars on their team so I think it would go six or seven like I said I, I think they'd all be close games but I think just due to the fact that the Clippers have the better defense and the better bench that just goes such a long way in the playoffs but like I said definitely not an easy series for the Clippers could I see the Mavs upsetting them possibly but I really don't think it's going to happen and I got the Clippers I'm going to say Clippers in six. That's definitely a fair statement. And at the beginning of this year, Kev, Luka was really looked like he was going to be primed to be a top three player. And, and that debate was definitely there. You know, Giannis and LeBron are def one and two. But depending on, on how you felt about the whole Kawhi load management thing, you know, not healthy Steph Curry or Klay Thompson, it definitely set up a guy like Luka Doncic to be in that conversation. Coming in with the three to six seed, Kev, I think this is going to be another competitive series. But I also think that, that this could be one team's kryptonite in this competitive series. We have the Nuggets versus the Rockets, and we know the Rockets are going small ball. And I mean, I think the hardest big man to cover for a team that is playing small ball would be Jokic. You know, he, he's such a great passer, such a great scorer. He's dominant on both sides of the ball. We know that throughout the season, he had, you know, critiques about his weight and getting up and down the court and just not being as dominant as he was last year. And then he just goes and sheds 20 pounds in the middle of the season like it's nothing. And the Nuggets were the third seed in the West. And they just look as dominant as any of the team in that division. Obviously, having Westbrook and Harden on the same team would be hard for the front court of the Nuggets. You know, Jamal Murray would, would definitely have, have to lock up some. But I, I, just, I just don't know if, if the size of the Rockets is going to be enough to compete with a team like that so like I said I think it could definitely go six games 
but but I think the Nuggets get that all day. And I know you're a big fan of the Rockets. Like matchup wise, this would definitely be the best series. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's tough because like like you said about the Jokic thing. I mean, he's arguably one of the toughest big guys to cover. Um, and obviously, we know the Rockets, like you said, went with the whole small wall thing. I don't know why, because Clint Capella was a very solid big man, but that's besides the point. But yeah, I don't know. This is this is a tough one for me. I think I want to go with Rockets just because I really like out of all the playoff teams in the West, I think the Nuggets might have the weakest backcourt, and I think the Rockets might have one of the strongest, probably like the second second strongest backcourt in the West. So yeah, I gotta I gotta give it to the Rockets just because I think. I think, you know, matchup-wise, they put Russell Westbrook on Jamal Murray. And I'm not a big fan of Jamal Murray. I think with someone like Westbrook on him, he, he'll make a lot of mistakes. And as far as Jokic, I mean, he's he's someone you can neutralize. I mean, P.J. Tucker, you know, he's not he's not a big guy, but he's athletic. He's strong. He's fast. So you might be able to neutralize Jokic just because of the, the lack of athleticism. But, yeah, I'm going to go Rockets in, in seven. Now, Cal, I'm going to come in with the four and five seed, and this is another competitive series. But I also think that, you know, this whole COVID-19 thing is really going to affect the series because even if the reports are coming out that the Jazz are going to go back and they're going to be normal and Mitchell and Gobert's relationship isn't diminished, I definitely think it is because that's just bigger than basketball. You know what I mean? So I, I think to finish the year, they would try and make ends meet. But at the end of the season, I, I'm going to be surprised if – they try and find a way to make this work. So even the Thunder without a superstar on their team, depending on your opinions of Chris Paul at this point in his career, I think would still handle the Jazz in this series. And I, I don't even think it's going seven. I think it's going six. Obviously, the Jazz are the highest seed with the four seed, and they'd have that one-game advantage of home court. But, you know, the Thunder were really playing well as a team. And if, if someone like Danilo Gallinari starts getting hot, you know, they had a couple other guys, Steven Adams. They just, I, I don't know, I just feel like they, they'd be a, a lot more dominant than, than this Jazz team. No, I definitely agree. And I think a lot of people are going to say the Jazz would take the series. But I agree with you, Steve. I think, I think this goes to the Thunder. I mean, if you look at it, right, the Clippers last year made a pretty deep playoff run. And that was mostly due to guys like Danilo Gallinari and Shea Gilgis-Alexander. And those are the two guys that left the Clippers that went to OKC. Obviously, like you said, they acquired CP3. I think Steven Adams does more than enough of a good job against Rudy Gobert. I mean, it would really come down to bench, but I don't see Utah's bench being that much better. I know they got like Jordan Clarkson coming off the bench and a couple other guys. But yeah, I think I think you're right, Steve. I see the Thunder in, in six. I mean, maybe even five. I don't know. It depends. It would really have to things would really have to go their way for them to win in five. But I think six or seven to the Thunder would definitely be I would lock it in if I was betting on Vegas. But but Vegas is closed, so I can't. Kev, talking about all these series really make me want to come to Club Bennington and just watch some basketball. But Going on to our next round of the Western Conference Finals, Kev. Let's take the Lakers versus our lowest remaining seed, which would be the Thunder. So what do you have in a series of the Lakers versus the Thunder? All right. So I'll tell you this. It definitely wouldn't be as lopsided as Lakers versus Grizzlies, but it still would be lopsided nonetheless. But I will say I could see the Thunder maybe sneaking a game or two from them at home because – OKC is notorious. A lot like like the um, like the Seahawks. It's it's just a tough place to play. You know what I mean? It's just it's just the nature of of their fan base. But I mean, I, yeah, I see Lakers in like six or seven. Again, I don't think it's 
I don't think it's really that close of a series, but I, I, I could see, you know, maybe Thunder getting lucky, hitting like a buzzer beater or getting like a like a two, three point win at home um, in one or two of the ga- home games. But yeah, I mean, it's pretty much, you know, Lakers all day. No, I definitely think the Lakers would still have another breeze with that series. Yeah, for maybe five games, even if OKC did steal a game. But I also think that, you know, maybe if, if the margin of what the score was, depending on the time later in the fourth quarter, you know, the Lakers could probably like pull their guys and, and just see how that all goes out. But coming in with another competitive series, I think this one's going at least six. And that's, that's Clippers and Nuggets. We talked about the Nuggets and how, you know, Jokic is playing so good that Jamal Murray, that that team is just like a a really cohesive thing. But if the Clippers are coming back and there's no load management because we're assuming that we're going right into the playoffs, you know, Paul George and Kawhi are probably two of the players that benefited most most from all this, Kev. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Oh, definitely. So I definitely think that this, this series would go in the direction of the Clippers but I don't think that it would be an easy series for the Clippers just because, like I said, Jokic's big man presence is, is one of the best in the NBA. And I know they have, what's it, DeMonte Carroll over there that, that would probably try and lock him up. But Yeah, yeah, him and, uh, him and Zubak, but I don't know how that would go. That, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. So I, I definitely think Paul George and Kawhi got the mismatch, whether that's at the three or four or the two and the three, you know what I'm saying? But I think, I think in, in the long run, the Clippers would be the victor. And that would mean, Kev, that we have an LA versus LA Western Conference Finals. That would be something, wouldn't it? Definitely would be something. So, Kev, let's hear your direction and how many games you think this is going. I mean, this is automatically seven games. I mean, without even looking into it, it's just, you know what I mean? That's how it's going to be. To be honest, this would probably be one of the best playoff matchups we've seen ever with it, like in our lifetime. I mean, two LA teams, you know, I, I got to give it to the Lakers, man. I think just the fact that, you know, it's LeBron it's AD. It's the Lakers. You know what I mean? Like, I love Kawhi. I, you know, I think if there's one guy that can beat LeBron, it's obviously Kawhi. But, yeah, I mean, just the whole, like, Kobe passing away. I think LeBron's just on a different level right now. I think he really, like, I haven't seen this look in his eyes since, you know, he lost to the Warriors the first time. So, yeah, I got to give it to the Lakers. I think just in a seven-game series, I think the Clippers would just eventually run out. And I think AD would just put in a number on their big guys. And then obviously you got Dwight Howard and and Javal McGee coming off the bench. Cause you know, at the end of the day, LeBron's going to get his, you know, Kawhi and PG are going to get theirs. But I think AD would be the biggest factor because like we said, with the Nuggets series, they really don't have anyone to cover Jokic. They're definitely not going to have anyone to cover AD. So. No, fair enough. And and Kev, those are deaf fair points. But someone that you didn't mention that I think could be a huge difference maker for the series, Patrick Beverly. You know, I, I really think that he can cover anyone that he wants to on the court when he puts his mind to it. Like, he'll go there, he'll go out there and guide up LeBron. Like, obviously, Kawhi and Paul George are there, so we wouldn't have to do that. But it's just like the dog and the Clippers that just makes me want to, like, root for them. But mm-hmm. I also see that glare in LeBron's eyes that, that you're talking about right now. And, you know, I, I think the Lakers have the ultimate motivation, but every single time we count out Kawhi, he proves us wrong. So I think if the whole – if that was to be the Western Conference Finals, the Lakers versus the Clippers, I think Kawhi would step up to the challenge, and I think he would hush the critics, and then we'd really start giving Kawhi the recognition of, you know, top five all time and if he could dismantle this Lakers team. 
I mean, yeah, if, if that were to happen and, and they did, you know, beat the Lakers and God forbid they went on and won the finals, I think Kawhi would automatically be in the discussion of best of all time, winning three different rings with three different teams. And then if he, if he and and if he were to win finals MVP, let's say that would be three finals and three finals MVPs, like with three different teams. That's like unheard of. I don't, I, I wouldn't see anyone ever doing that again if he were to do that. Yeah. Uh, and just out of the love for Kobe, you know, I'd love to see the Lakers win it. Like I, I think LeBron should definitely deserve to win another one, and, and definitely that would help out that that win to loss ratio as far as the finals go. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I definitely wouldn't count out Kawhi. I wouldn't count out LeBron, and, and I hope we get to see it, Kev. But it'd, that- be in, it'd be interesting because him and Kawhi would both be chasing the, uh, the first to win it with three different teams. So They would. But now yeah. let's just get to the, to the big question. We know that it's going to be one of the two L.A. teams. We know that the Bucks are coming out of the East. Do we think that the Bucks could surprise either of these L.A. teams regardless? Hey, I really do think so, Steve. Do you? I think so. Yeah, I think so. And I think, I think honestly, last year, the Raptors showed us a lot. I really do. And I know, obviously, KD and Clay got hurt. And if they hadn't, the series might have gone in a lot different direction. But I think in the entire league, the Bucks and the Raptors are the two best teams in playing team basketball. You know what I mean? Like, they just play as a team. Like, obviously – these other teams are all good, but, you know, it's really LeBron, AD, and the Lakers. And even though in Milwaukee it's Giannis and the Bucks, the fact that he doesn't have that, like, second superstar, I think is really the reason that they play as a team because we've seen time and time again, like, you really can't win it with one guy. You know what I mean? So, and especially one guy that isn't a great shooter. I think Milwaukee just plays really good team basketball. I think – they're young, they're athletic. They really do have like a big team. Like they got Brooke Lopez. They actually they have both the Lopez brothers, Ilyasova, Giannis, uh, Chris Chris Middleton. They're all above like six, 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 seven, and, and they have long arms and everything. So I don't know. I mean, think about it. If it was Lakers Bucks, Giannis is really the only one in the league, and AD is the only one in the uh, in the league that can really you know counter each other. So. It would really come down to to LeBron and, and guys like that, and obviously, you know, LeBron's LeBron. But I think the Bucks just play such good team basketball that it really is. It, it's tough to beat a team like that. It really is. So, for final question, you would pick the Bucks to win over both of these LA teams this year, yeah? Because I think, it, like, you know, some years are just teams' years, and I think I think this is the Bucks' year. I really do. If you would ask me this last year, probably, I mean, last year or next year, my answer would be different. But this year. The 2019-2020 NBA basketball season. It is the Bucks year. Wow. I think I would definitely go in the direction of either of the LA teams. You know, obviously winning that Western Conference would take a toll on whichever LA team was to move on, especially where, you know, the Bucks were flying through their series for a piece, for a piece, you know. But, but yeah, I definitely think that, that both of these LA teams w- would handle Milwaukee. Well, then I guess I'll just have to meet you outside then. <laughs> But guys, that wraps thing up. It was really fun, you know, breaking down the the NBA standings. And if this is the way, you know, the NBA playoffs go, me and Kev told you first. So thank you for checking out. Since the Sandbox, continue to listen. Check out our website to read all of our newest articles. And just remember, don't listen to Kev's picks. West Coast Kev, we outie.